This episode of the Italian Wine Podcast is brought to you by the new book, Sangiovese, Lambrusco, and Other Vine Stories. Researchers Attilio Scienza and Serena Mazio explore the origin and ancestry of European grape varieties in a tale of migration, conquest, exploration, and cross-cultural exchange. Hardback available on Amazon in Europe, Kindle version available worldwide. Find out more at italianwinebook.com. Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, my name is Monty Walden. Welcome to another special episode of the Italian Wine Podcast with Professor Attilio Scienza. Today, we'll be talking about Vermentino. Attilio is a famous vine genetics scholar. He serves as the chief scientist of the Vinitali International Academy. So like we did for the other episodes with Attilio, we'll speak in Italian and we'll then record an English language translation. Now, you can find all Attilio Scienza's podcasts in our series, Italian Wine Essentials. And you can access that on both SoundCloud and on our official website. Now on the website, you can also find a useful transcript in both languages of all the episodes with Attilio Scienza. Good morning to Monty, and good morning to all the listeners who listen to me. I hope I can give them some good information about the great varieties we are describing. Can you talk about the origin of the name Vermentino and its meaning? Vermentino is a vine, perhaps one of the few vines in the world whose pedigree we have not yet been able to uncover. We have no hard facts as to its parent vines nor descendants. If anything, we will talk about hypothesis a little later, we know it probably arrived in Piedmont, because the first historical mention of Vermentino was in 1658 in the province of Alessandria, where it was used to create a wine together with Cortesi and Nebbiolo. It arrived in Piedmont from Liguria along the Via del Sale, while later on in Sardinia, in Corsica, it arrived via Pisa and Spain. The journey of Vermentino in Italy was very different. In the details, let's say, in the northwest and the central part and Sardinia. The characteristics of the bunch and the berry indicate it as belonging to eastern paroles, to the paroles pontica, that is to say, not with the same characteristics of the western varietal origins. There is evidence from other European countries as well, for instance in Corsica it is called Vermentinu, as well as being called Malavesa della Corsica. In Portugal, it is called Malvasia del Duro, in Spain, Malvasia Precoz, and is known above all in the eastern Pyrenees because it is used to make overripe grape wines. There are some kinship hypotheses, as I was saying before, but they are quite labyrinthine. One of these is there being a kinship with Sauvignon and with Picabon. Picabon is an old Ligurian grape variety, which is in fact Vernaccia di San Gimignano. So, there is a genetic connection with Vernaccia di San Gimignano. Vermentino is a very widespread grape variety in Italy, in northwestern Italy and in central Italy. It is produced with a DOCG, that of Galura, the only DOCG, but there are 16 DOC in different regions, produced with this vine. Then there is Algaro, Bulgari, Cagliari, Candia, Capalbio. Thus, many denominations of central Italy, of the Tyrrhenian coast, are, let's say, interested in the use of this variety. 
In addition, it participates in the making of 56 wines of Italy's IGT, Indicazione Geografica Tipica. As I mentioned before, Vermentino is a rare grape variety of which we do not know the origin. Just think that of the more than 1,000 varieties analysed in the European Research Centre, Vermentino belongs to 276 varieties, 12% of all known vines in the world. Thus, we have not been able to build the pedigree. There are some genetic relations. One with Rosolo Bianca, present in Corsica. The genetic kinship with ferment of Hungarian origin is curious. Ferment sounds familiar to the name Formentino. It is a synonym to that of the Vermentino in some valleys of Piedmont, and gives us a direct genetic relationship with Petit Massang of the Eastern Pyrenees. These are not, however, I would say, such precise relations, but more of a genetic belonging. It is a vine that, I would say, is synonymous with vines such as Pigato in Liguria, Favorita in Piedmont, Orollo in the Nice area of France, Valentin, also from a small region in eastern France, Bucallo, a synonym of Vermentino, is present as a minor vine in the valley of Piacenza, in a valley that connected, and still connects, the Po Valley with the Ligurian Sea, then along the Salt Road. Thus, Bucallo is a vine that may come from the sea and stopped in the valley of Piacenza. And then, this ferment vine, this is a synonym with some of the valleys of Piedmont. How did Vermentino become such a prominent grape in Italy? The origin of this vine from a genetic perspective, but I would say also from the cultural point of view and production-wise, is linked to the Vernaccia wines of the Republic of Genoa. Vernaccia were the wines that contrasted the Malvasia from the Republic of Venice. Therefore, the Republic of Genoa produced the Vernaccia, and the Republic of Venice produced Malvasia. And this is important because the spread of Vermentino happened because of the interest Genoa had in producing these oxidative wines, which were a bit different compared to the wines that were made instead in the eastern Mediterranean under the Republic of Venice. So what does the plan require in terms of climate? It is a vine that, in the popular conception, is said to love the sea. It is a vine that loves the sea because it is a vine that is always very close to the coast. This is because it withstands drought well, tolerates salty winds, so it does not suffer the damage of these libeccio winds, bringing saline with them. Therefore, this is something very interesting in these coastal areas. It also withstands over-ripening well. It can handle this because it tolerates rot well, therefore it can stay on the plant for a long time. What are the areas where Vermentino is grown, and what is it about these areas that makes them good for production? Of the Vermentino grown in Italy, 85% is grown in Sardinia. Sardinia is the place where this vine is most widespread, particularly in Galura in northeastern Sardinia. This part of Sardinia is very interesting from the geological standpoint because it is one of the oldest areas of origin in Europe. There are rocks that formed there about 300 million years ago in the primary era and is the result of very intense volcanic effusive activity that has given rise to the soils of granitic origin that in fact are the basis of viticulture in this part of Sardinia. Galura is very rich in sands, or even coarse materials of origin, from the decomposition of granites, and this decomposition brings with it a great wealth of minerals that is not without finesse and influences the quality of Vermentino di Galura. In another important era, Vermentino is not called Vermentino, but Pigato. Pigato is a name that indicates that this grape variety has spots on the berries. In fact, 
pigao in Luguria means speckled, and therefore this image describes a bit of the morphological characteristic of the berries and is grown in three provinces. Liguria, the part of Genova of Savona, and Imperia, which is the westernmost part of Liguria. It has also been cultivated in the eastern part, that of the Cinque Terre, but to a lesser degree. These lands are of sedimentary origin, they are not of volcanic origin. They contain very ancient sediments of the tertiary era, soils that originated from the decomposition of conglomerates from particular fleece. They have a good content of sand that comes from the decomposition of these sandstones, the result of sea deposits, but of terrigenous origin and are characterised by the presence of marl and limestone. Thus, we have sub-acidic soils in the eastern part and more neutral soils in the western part. But all soils are of sedimentary origin, ancient soils containing components of clay and sand. The third pole of Vermentino is the Tuscan coast, a territory represented by a borderline along the hills, along the sea, with altitudes ranging from 250 up to, from sea level, about 400 metres. And this area, at the sea edge, is fortunately conditioned by the climatic characteristics of the sea, thus under a fairly mild but also very windy climate. Very often this wind brings some salt with it, and this particular characteristic is of great significance. The specific light and air in this area is the basis of the quality of these wines. There are many pterogenic soils. The length of coast is important because it starts practically from the hills of Luni and goes up to Grosseto. These with a very different geological origin. Luni area soils are very ancient compared to those of the southern part. There is schist and mica schist in parts of Luni. Then, for the parts closer to Grosseto, one gets soils of the Pliocene and of the Pleistocene, therefore the last era. In Livorno and Pisa, there are soils which at times become marly or of Albarese clay limestone, very similar in certain aspects to those of Chianti, at least in the more hilly parts inland. Therefore, here also the disintegration of fleece are instead more clay and marl, more recent in parts close to the sea. Could you talk a little bit, please, about Vermentino's sensory profile and its vinification? They are usually very perfumed wines. Let's also say aromatic, because Vermentino is considered the most aromatic of southern white wines, even though it is not an aromatic variety in itself, but it has a good content of terpene compounds. Also, it contains a substance called alpha-terpenoi, which is not present in grapes, but is formed in the wine during its evolution in the bottle. Therefore, it is an indicator, sensorially and chemical, of the age of this wine. Usually, Vermentino is vinified reductively because it concentrates it to develop that aromatic thread, very similar to Sauvignon. Because of its citrus notes, grapefruit or fruity white peach or melon, these are its characteristics, especially of Vermentino near the sea. In the past, it had almost never been vinified alone, but together with other varieties that could very often bring some acidity, because it is a great variety that does not have great natural acidity. Thus, you have to be very careful, since the pH can be very high, and this then presents problems for the aromatic profile during fermentation. Whilst there are few aromas, those present are very strong. They are also elegant, balanced. I was saying that white fruit is certainly the most perceived aroma, apple and peach, whereas most citrus notes and exotic fruits, such as pineapple, mango, also come through in the background. 
There is good minerality that develops over time in the bottle, mostly from Vermentino produced in Sardinia. The proximity to the sea, as I said before, is not to be forgotten. These flavours come through, salty notes, which are present in wine when it is a few years old. It is a wine to be drunk naturally fresh, but that has in some cases the possibility to be preserved, and develops some very interesting tertiary aromas, sometimes similar also to the kerosene notes, oily notes, which make it very interesting for a highly refined market, such as with high-quality restaurants. Of course, we can't wrap up without asking for some suggestions on food bearings. Well, of course, it is a wine of and for the sea. It is a wine for fish in all ways, found in Sardinia and in the Ligurian coast or the Tyrrhenian coast. It is, of course, a summer wine, can be consumed not only with simple fish, but fried or baked fish. It is important not to neglect the importance of accompanying this dish with vegetables or grilled vegetables, whichever way cooked in the Mediterranean way with Mediterranean aromas such as eggplant or peppers. So it is certainly a wine to be used in, I would say, true Mediterranean cuisine. Perfect. Thank you to Professoria Teliosciensa for another fascinating lesson on Vermentino, one of the most important and widespread white grapes in Italy. I also wanted to remind our listeners about a new book that you wrote together with Serena Imazio, We also had her on the show recently. The book is the official English language translation of an Italian bestseller of yours and is entitled Sangiovese, Lambrusco and Other Vine Stories. It's a book about the history of the main Italian and European vines and is available to purchase on Amazon in Europe and worldwide on Kindle. I highly recommend it to our listeners who are studying wine. Thank you again, Attilio, and speak very soon for another exciting episode about Italian wine. I thank the listeners for following what I've said, and of course, I look forward to our next podcast session. Good morning. Listen to all of our pods on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and on italianwinepodcast.com. Don't forget to send your tweets to at Podcast.